Furman is with us. He is running for state representative of District 28. That is in Benton area. So as you're driving home today, if you live down in the uh, southern part of Saline County, listen up. This is an important person that you'll want to make up your mind if uh, you're going to vote for him. And you're going to have to vote yay or nay on him come March because the primary is in in March, is there any Democrats running down there? No, sir. Okay, so whoever wins the primary is in. That's right. All right, so important vote coming up in March. Keep that in mind. So with that in, uh, out in front of everybody, let's talk to Tony. He's running against Marietta McClure. Is that right? That's correct. All right, and she's 35, owns uh, McClure Fitness. Tony is 29, and he's a real estate agent for... Crylike. Crylike. No, Crylike. Yes. Okay, not the E. It's not on the No, end. we get asked that all the time. The, uh, the people say it's Crylike, like cry like a baby. Okay. So, okay, well, you're listening now to I got it. All right, so Crylike. So bottom line is, first of all, I guess the main question is, after uh, Jason Kelly decided not to run for re-election, uh, why did you decide to throw your hat in the ring? Sure. So I was actually doing some real estate work when I heard on the radio that he wasn't going to seek reelection and, and I've always wanted to run for office, you know, I'm a servant at heart. I've been in service, you know, my entire career. Um, and it kind of started off as like a daydream, so to speak, like, man, it would be really cool for that. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more I pondered it and talked about it with my wife, I really felt led by God to say, Hey, this is more than just, you know, a fantasy or a daydream. I want you to, to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after a lot of prayer, you know, i through my my, uh, na- my name in the hat, so to speak. And you decided to go for it. Yes, sir. All right. So what are some things that you see in the, in the state? Because you'll be making decisions that are going to, of course, affect the people in your district, but they'll also affect people outside your district. Mm-hmm. So w- what are you seeing happening here in the state of Arkansas that you think need to be addressed? All right. Well, um, well, the first thing, and this was mentioned in an article that we just got interviewed on, was the the half percent sales tax uh, mm-hmm. coming up. Um, and I think it's important that we have you know conservatives fighting for you know lower taxes, not just to you know say they support lower taxes, but actually put up and fight for it. Um, so I definitely am opposed to to that. Okay. So you wanted to get in there and and try to keep that from happening. That's the governor is asking for us to not sunset a half cent sales tax that's supposed to go away. He's saying he doesn't want it to go away. And not only does he not want it to go away, he wants to make it part of the state constitution. Right. All right. And all of that money is to go to highways. It's about, when you look at it, it's a little over $200 million for the state and about $44 million for cities and $44 million for counties. Uh, for roads. So it's a, a total of pretty close to $300 million. That goes to show you that a half cent 
makes a lot of money for Absolutely. things. I mean, I want people to understand this. You're not talking about, you know, uh, you know, nickel and dime. You're talking real money when you're talking a half a percent. That's right. So you're against it. I am. All right. So how long have you been a Republican and uh, how long have you, more importantly, uh, been a conservative? Yeah, so that's actually kind of funny. I uh, became a, ser- a conservative in college, which isn't the normal story. That's where you kids go to, you know, be liberalized. Right. Um, and, but I graduated from Henderson State University, the degree in political science. Well, how did you come out of Henderson okay, so, being conservative? That's crazy. Right. Well, there there was one professor there, uh, Dr. James. Okay. Uh, he was the only conservative professor there that I know. Um, and th- the stuff that he said really made sense to me. You know, I grew up in Illinois, which isn't exactly known for its conservatism. Where, el- where in Illinois? Aurora. I know where Aurora yeah. is. I I was born in, in Gary, raised in northwest Indiana. So, yeah, okay. I'm familiar with Illinois. Yeah. yeah, we moved to Arkansas in 2003. Okay. So, um, you know, I, you know, my dad, you know, growing up was, uh, you know, I was talking, you know, the Democrat platform. But uh, don't worry, he's Republican now. Okay. I converted him. That happens. It does. Um, is he a union guy? He was. There it is. See, yeah. that's the reason he was a Democrat for a while. That's right. Um, so yeah, we moved to Benton in 2003 and that's where I met my wife. She was my next door neighbor and, uh, it took however many, let's see, we started dating my senior year in high school. So it took me many years of, you know, fighting in the friend zone to, to break out, <laughs> but it finally worked. Good for you. That's right. Good for you. You, you have some stick to it in this to you. No. Uh, no online dating back then. That's right. That was too early for that. You weren't on Tinder, right? Nope. Didn't even have a smartphone until my sophomore year in college. Wow. I think. Yeah, I I, I just only had a, a smartphone the last few years, but now I don't know what I would do without it. it right. It's, it's more smart than I am, to be <laughs> honest with you. All right, so let's just run down and check off the list here uh, about being conservative, all right? All right. We'll start off with, let's talk about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on the Second Amendment? that the government shouldn't infringe on on the citizens right to keep and bear arms okay how how do you feel about do you think uh, there's people that argue to point that here in arkansas we're constitutional carry mm-hmm. do you believe that and would you vote to make sure that that's solidified here in the state yes sir all right that 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 was pretty that was easy wasn't <laughs> it? straightforward right that was easy i like that yeah he would that's exactly what he would do you say you believe in in uh, fewer taxes. So I'm just going to work my way down. Uh, I keep my little red book right here. Right. No, it's not Mao's book. All right. This, and for you who are probably younger than 50, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But uh, this is what the principles of the uh, Republican Party of Arkansas. Uh, you believe in the power of faith in God. Absolutely. Okay. Do you believe in the sanctity of life? Yes. All right. Do you uh, believe in individual responsibility and initiative? Yes. I love this. You're just going right down here. Individual freedom and liberty secured by a limited government. Absolutely. All right. How do you see Look, I'm watching the Republicans, and I made this statement, I think it was yesterday. I was talking to somebody. I was talking to uh, uh, Senator Stubblefield, and I said that I thought that Asa Hutchinson was a a, a good uh, Republican governor to bridge the gap between 135 plus years of Democratic rule into Republican rule 
so that we can get enough time to try to explain to people what republicanism and conservatism was. And he agreed on that. But it's time now that we move further and teach people what it means to truly govern as a Republican and with limited government. Mm-hmm. Are, do you want, when we talk about limited government, what do you think should happen on the state level in the legislature, since you'll be speaking for the people at that point? What are some things you want to see happen? Like, specifically, what do you what do you mean? Well, you said that you didn't like the half-cent sales tax. Mm-hmm. They have talked about, you know, some of the big things that they talk about is that they've reduced taxes uh, here in the state over the last four years. However... With those reductions, there have been increases as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see them do reductions without any increases and right. actually let the people have a little bit more of their money. What sure. do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, we see what happens when we lower taxes and you know decrease government regulation, what the free market can do. That's when the economy booms. Okay, so that's, that's what you would like to, you'd like to see uh, here in the state of Arkansas. How about private property? How important is private property to you? It's extremely important. And that's what the, some of the first laws were written about was private property. You just mentioned something that was important, and you said that lowering taxes to help produce economic growth. I mean, that's what the president is trying to do. Mm-hmm. And getting rid of, uh, you know, uh, the government getting in the way of uh, a, a businesses doing things. Uh, the uh, personal right to own and bear arms, we've covered that. The equal and just enforcement of the law. Uh, I'm sure that you feel strongly for that. Yes. And separate uh, and equal branches of government. Mm-hmm. So would you would you like to see some powers that the governor has here in the state of Arkansas? Would you like to see some of that drained away towards the the legislative branch of the government, the the House and the Senate? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for reducing the size of government in general. I mean, a government that's too strong, that's when we have issues. You know, we, that's what we had the Revolutionary War over, was over a strong centralized government. Right. So you know, I'm definitely in favor of scaling the size of government back. Okay. So keep this all in mind. Our guest is uh, Tony Furman. He's running to be a state representative. He is a real estate agent down in uh, South Uh, Saline County, down in the Benton area, where District 28 is at. Let's take a break. We'll come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 17 after 4 on a Thursday, here at 101.1 FM, the answer, the home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. All right, back with our time with Tony Furman, who is running for District 28 state representative slot. That was vacated by uh, State Representative Jason Kelly. That was, and let me tell you what: when Kelly decided not to run again, it was kind of a surprise. Uh, people still wonder exactly why he decided not to run again, but he decided not to run again. He's sticking with it. So I was talking uh, with uh, Tony about what he does, other than you know selling houses and things of that and you you're doing very well at that by the way i understand yeah i just finished my first year as a, as a realtor and i sold about 13 properties wow so 
I'd say it's pretty successful for my first year. Well, that's good. I'd say that's really successful. It's going to get better. You know, the Trump economy is going to make it possible people spend money again and move up in the housing market. So with that in in mind, you are doing a lot of work uh, with kids that don't have uh, parents and things of that nature. Yes, sir. My wife and I are, are both house parents for Second Chance Youth Ranch. Um, and that's, who I've had on several times here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, it, it's an amazing place. Um, my wife and I, before we started, they were both teachers. And I was commuting from Bauxite to Valonia um, every day. And that got really... That's a long way. Yeah, it's an hour and 15 minutes one way. Um, and the, at that time, my firstborn, uh, James, you know, arrived. And I was missing all the firsts, uh, the crawling, the talking, all that. So we started looking for you know, work closer to home. That's when we found the ranch and uh, we called, went out there for an interview and they said, you know, well, if you're both teachers and spring break was just like a week or two away, they said, why don't you come, you know, work for a week, see if you like it, kind of like an interview slash trial. Right. And um, we did and and fell in love with it. We've been there for four years. All right. So what's the difference between being a teacher in a public school and being a a teacher out at the ranch? Um, It's, well, Okay, so the the ranch is owned is operated by Family Church in Bryant, right? And they also have a private Christian school. They're also, and I do teach there part time too. Uh, as does my wife; she teaches kindergarten, um, and I teach a little bit of everything actually. Okay, uh, elementary Spanish, and then middle school Spanish. So where you need to go, that's where you go. Exactly. They tell me where to go, and I go there. Yeah, that's good. It's so, not a bad thing. But the uh, the difference between teaching at public school and, and, and private school. Um, for one, it's in my experience anyway, you have a smaller student to teacher ratio, which is awesome. It allows more one-on-one time with the students. So you can focus in on, on their needs. And also I have, um, more freedom, you know, to, to, to teach through, you know, a, a Christian worldview. Um, and I don't have to kind of tiptoe around some things. Now don't let me say Valonia was a great place to work. And, um, I had some great Christian administrators there too. So, but it's not like. However, they work under the auspices of the federal government. That's right. That's right. Um, so I, I enjoy that that freedom, and that liberty to teach through that worldview. I got you. I I understand that. That's good. I don't have any problem with that at all. Which brings up the question about school choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I ask people about school choice, people start talking about charter schools and things of that nature. I want to know if they really believe in school choice, which I would love to see it come down to the money that the state says that they spend per child in a school district would be controlled by the parent and could be used at whatever school they want their child to go to. Right. What do you think? I agree with that completely. Uh, In public school, you know, the classes I taught, would have about 30 kids in a, in a classroom and, and each kid is unique. They have their own learning styles, their own needs. And as a teacher, you know, you have to differentiate, you know, everything to cater to each student. And some students have needs that a lot, sometimes teachers can't cater to exactly. So allowing the money to follow the students at where their parents decide is the best fit for them would make it easier for parents to allow their kids to have a, the best quality education possible. Okay. What what's going on? You've been. You may have had this come up. You may not have. I want to play a. Uh, we got time to play this, uh, Zach. Cut number four. Um, Tucker was on talking about uh, 
women's sports from a trans from transgender athletes has that started percolating down in to the Arkansas a- athletics? Are you starting? I to haven't hear come that? across it. I mean, I was I was a coach at Valonia for two years. Uh, we didn't have that come up, but Valonia is you know, probably more of a conservative district than most. So, it I don't know if it would have, but it, it's going to happen eventually. I mean, right. it, it's happening in other parts of the country. It's just a matter of time before it happens here. So, l- listen to what Tucker Carlson had to say about this. Yeah, I think it's a common sense award for sponsoring legislation that you'd think we wouldn't need. What is the argument against this? Uh, The argument against this is you're discriminating against people who identify as a woman that day and want the ability to compete. Uh, It's it's just fascinating that we're at this place in our country where you have to file bills to make it clear that women are actually going to be competing with women in women's sports. What's so striking is that this is one of those phenomena where there is an identifiable group of victims, and it's the girls. It's the people Title IX was passed to protect, and they are suffering. They say they're suffering, and this is not speculation. Rare feminists have been brave enough to stand up and say this. How can people who pretend they're feminists, that they're carrying the torch for women, support something that hurts girls? I don't know. And what's fascinating is even people who certainly aren't con- conservative, like Martina Navratilova, who is a great tennis great, she supports this legislation. And it was against the bill that the Democrats pushed, the ERA bill, because it redefined women's sports and allowed men to compete in women's sports. And so you even have people on the other side of the aisle that are going, hold on a second, this doesn't make sense. We are completely eroding what women's sports are if we're going to allow biological men to compete with women in women's collegiate activities. None of this is an attack on anyone, on transgender people or anything like that. It's merely saying that girls are hurt when we allow this to happen. Were there any, and it's obvious and everyone knows it, and it's only because of the bullying from lunatics online that no one's brave enough to say it out loud. Are there any Democrats, do you believe, who would support the legislation you're, you're sponsoring? Well, I filed pretty much what my bill is as an amendment on the ERA legislation that went through the Judiciary Committee, and not a single Democrat voted for it. We did it as a motion to recommit on the floor of the House on similar legislation, and I believe there was only one or two Democrats that voted for it. That's the sad state of affairs that we are in today, where you're, you're destroying women's sports and Democrats aren't willing to stand for women in women's sports. Yeah, so after like a million years, we're redefining gender out of existence. That can't have bad consequences. It's, it's, this is, we'll be judged for this because this is too nuts. Actually. All right, there you go. A little Jeez. bit on, but this is going on, and, and you're right, uh, Tony, that it hasn't, we haven't seen it yet in Arkansas, but it's only a matter of time mm-hmm. before it, it gets here. And when we come back, let's talk further about that. And there's other issues that are the same way. It's not here yet, but it's coming, so you better start talking about it and start thinking about it, and, and we'll do that. Right now, though, we've got to get ready for uh, news. We've got a minute of news coming up, get you caught up on what's going on. Uh, I don't have the current numbers, but we were at 29,299 on uh, the Dow, uh, which means that uh, we hadn't been over 29,000 until yesterday, and now we're starting to sniff 30,000. I kind of like that. Don't you? My 401 is excited. All right. Take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. 25 minutes till five. Don't forget the final hour. J.R. Davis with me from Gilmore Strategies. He'll be with us and we'll be talking uh, politics. What a big surprise, right? Uh, Here on the Dave Ellswick Show. In the studio with me, Tony Furman is with us right now. He wants to be a state representative. 
Uh, he wants to represent District 28, which is down in the Benton area. Uh, I hadn't asked you this yet, Tony, so let me uh, get this out of the way. you got a website where people can go and find out more about you and as well as make uh, donations if they want. Yes, sir. It's TonyFerman.com, and it's Furman just like it sounds, fur and then man, okay. F-U-R-M-A-N. So we go TonyFerman.com. Dot com. Oh, wow, that's good. Easy. A lot of people have hard times getting a, a real simple you know, I was lucky. Website Not like too many that. Furmans. Although there was one, uh, ironically, there's another Tony Furman in Saline County. Oh, really? Yeah. Besides me and my dad, we have the same name, but this Tony Furman has an H in his name. Oh, okay. So, All right. Well, that, that differentiates you a little as bit. far as that's concerned. So as you sit and, and you're looking at becoming a state uh, representative, of course, your decisions are going to be uh, important to the state of uh, Arkansas, but uh, you're looking out at what's going on in the country and what happens in Washington filters down here to the state as well. What are some things that concern you here in just, our country? Just the, the general state of affairs right now. I mean, you look at the House and it's a mess. This whole impeachment thing, they keep trying to throw everything they can at Trump and nothing's sticking. And it's just annoying to watch. It's like a bunch of kids, you know, name calling and fighting. It's just petty. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 spread of liberalism too kind of worries me because um, we see it seems to be taking uh, it's growing in popularity, but I'm not convinced it's it's growing as fast as the media is making it look. You know, maybe it's just because I'm you know see Arkansas kids and they don't seem as well. It depends by it. on what part of the country right. you're in. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I think I think there's an argument to me that conservatism is growing in popularity too. So hopeful for that. Okay, so. What are what are some things that you're hoping that people will decide? I, I personally think, for instance, let's just talk about the, the second principle, the sanctity of life for the uh, Arkansas GOP. Mm-hmm. It seems like, look, in, in back in the 70s when Roe v. Wade happened, I was a young man at that point, and I couldn't believe the logic that people were trying to use to say it was all right to to uh, to kill an unborn child. I find it even harder to believe people make that point now when we've got all the medical evidence about what's going on in the womb. Uh, how far do you think that that the, the government should do about, about uh, abortion? Do you think they should make it outright illegal or what? I would like to see that. I mean, I believe in the sanctity of life from conception until natural death. I think abortion's one of our greatest mistakes as a country. Um, you know, because, I mean, I, I work with, like I said earlier, kids in foster care. And if, you know, you get on any post about abortion online and you, you read through the comments, you see people always bring up, you know, our foster care system's overcrowded or there's problems. And it's just like, you know, you can't, you can't go to these kids that I live with and, and tell them that their life isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, despite whatever circumstances bring you into this world, your life is sacred and, and, and valuable and worth something, you know? So I just, it, yeah, it, it's, it's personal for me. Well, I bring up, a, I try to look at things from a logical point of view. And if you believe that a person who perhaps is going to be born into poverty has no worth, then why don't we just walk down to the, the poorest neighborhoods that we have and tell everybody to come out of their houses and we just shoot them because they don't have, right. there's, there's no reason for any them argument, to be alive. Any argument I've seen, you can apply to any person. 
Yeah, and and, and it, of like course. you said, it's, it's it's there's no good arguments for it. That's what it's all about. It's about personhood. I mean, you know the the Declaration of of Independence is uh, life number one. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have life, you don't have liberty. You you right. can't pursue nothing. Right. If you're not if you're dead and in the ground, you ain't going to do nothing. Absolutely. It's just uh, the the way that is. So it sounds like to me you'll fight strong on the side of Arkansas right to life with Rose Mem. You going to the the, the march this I am. weekend? Uh, yes, I am. Well, I'll be there. I'm okay. not going to be marching because I got this half shoe on. You can't. You haven't seen. I, it I haven't yet. seen it. I'm on this desk. So the bottom bottom line is is that I'm going to be sitting on in a lawn chair or something, and I'll just wait for you guys to. I'll just get wait around for when it. I pass by. Yeah, that's fine. I'll be sitting right by in front of the steps. Waiting for y'all. It's a, it's an important time. I hope that you'll show up. It's going to happen at two o'clock. Get there thirty, uh, and and be part for the March for Life, forty second annual March for Life. Think about that. We've been doing it for forty two years, and we continue doing it because there's children still dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just tragic. It, yeah, it's it's beyond tragic. It's it's blood on this country's hands that not going to be easy to wash away. To be honest with you second amendment uh we've talked about that are you familiar with what's going on in virginia yes and that's exactly why we need true conservatives in arkansas to prevent that from happening here yeah i'm trying to think i'm looking over uh into our studio here if i can get one guys to come back hey russ are you can you hear me can we i need to play cut number uh 10 when he comes back, I'll play it. I got Gordon, uh, Governor Northam of Virginia, and he announced yesterday a temporary ban on arms in Virginia. And uh, Jan Morgan, who's uh, you know a, a, a part of this show uh, most Tuesdays, won't be here this Tuesday because she's going to be in Virginia, and uh, there's going to be like 75,000 people. Here's mm-hmm. the governor of Virginia again. Cut number 10 for me there, Zach. Please know that we have been preparing extensively to protect public safety at Monday's rally. But no one wants another incident like the one we saw in Charlottesville in 2017. We will not allow that mayhem and violence to happen here. So we are taking the following actions to keep people safe in Capitol Square and in the city of Richmond. First, we have established a unified command between the state police, the Capitol Police, the Richmond Police Department, and our first responder Listen closely. And I want to personally take this opportunity to thank all of them for keeping us safe. These agencies are working closely together to ensure seamless preparation and planning for this event. They have been briefing me and my team regularly, and I have full confidence in our public safety team. Second, we are asking non-essential personnel not to come to work on Monday. Monday is a holiday for state employees and many others, and that is good news. If you don't need to be in downtown Richmond on Monday, please consider staying home. And third, no weapons will be allowed on the Capitol grounds. This includes everything from sticks and bats to chains and projectiles. 
These rules are similar to long-standing rules in airplanes and courthouses. This list also includes firearms. It makes no sense to ban every other weapon but allow firearms when intelligence shows a threat of armed militia groups storming our capital. To enforce this, I am declaring a state of emergency in Richmond from Friday evening until Tuesday night. Everyone should understand this is based on real identified threats that have been made. This order includes a prohibition of weapons on Capitol grounds. The prohibition is temporary and it will expire on Tuesday after the rally. And those who would bring violence into Virginia have left and returned to where they came from. I have made this decision in the interest of keeping the public safe as well as our law enforcement officers. All right. State of emergency mm. starting tomorrow, going through Tuesday for any... Look, he just said that anybody who was coming to that rally was dangerous. That's right. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's typical liberal, all, all right. right? And uh, the only... No sticks or stones or, or Chains. anything. Chains, nothing. And you can't have any of that, so you can't have any firearms as well. Uh, I, our own Jan Morgan will be there. She's one of the eight speakers uh, for that rally. It's just real. This is, folks, you're, you're seeing a difference between freedom and tyranny being played out for you in real time. And right now it's happening in Virginia, one of the original 13 colonies. Think about and that it's for odd. a moment. Did you see his tweet um, praising like the NRA for a peaceful protest? No. He, uh, yeah, he, he issued a tweet saying something, you know, congratulating or praising the NRA for hosting a peaceful protest in hopes that this march will kind of show similar restraints. And the NRA blasted him on Twitter. About I, it. I bet they did. Yeah. Yeah. He's, these people aren't dangerous people, and they're talking about armed militias coming and things of that nature. Stay home if you're non-essential. Yeah. Just. Yeah, if you're not non-essential, why are you working for the government? I, I always ask that question, but it's just something. that's a statement that always, always bothered me. All right, let's take a break, then we'll finish up our conversation with Tony Furman here. He is running for state representative in District 28. So we'll be back to talk further with him at 1011 FM, The Answer, the home of Rush Limbaugh. All right, back with you. We're here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're finishing up a conversation with Tony Furman, who is a real estate uh, agent down in uh, Benton, uh, Benton uh, in Saline County. He is in District 28, and uh, he is running for state representative. How long have you lived in Benton? Since 2003. Okay. Minus the time I was in college at Arkadelphia. So like 16 years then, 17, going on 17 uh, well, years. I'm 20, yeah, sounds about right. Wow, that's impressive. Where'd you go to high school? Benton. You went to Benton High School? All through uh, from 7th grade to 11th grade at Benton, and then my senior year I transferred to Glen Rose. Did you play football at Benton? I did. You did? You played in the Salt Bowl? A couple of them. There you go, okay. Yeah. Never mm-hmm. won one though. No, that's all right. <laughs> you know... Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but at least you got out there and you competed. That's the key. Uh, do you feel like that you're more conservative than your uh, 
the person who's running against you? I do. I do. Um, like I said in an interview, I got asked this same question in a previous interview, and I never met my opponent before. Was it this one? Uh, yep, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> so, you know, I never met my opponent before this race, but I do know that she worked for Democrat Senator Mark Pryor. Yep. And that already tells me everything I need to know. I mean, Mark Pryor voted with Obama 93% of the time, so I don't care what you're doing for him. You know, what are you doing for him? Yeah. You know, so to speak, if you're a conservative, you know, I'm not going to have a job screening emails for a Democrat or for a liberal in that matter. So just off that alone, yeah, I'd say I'm more conservative. Okay. That's great. So if people want to get a hold of you, they they use your, your website. Is that right? Yes, sir. TonyFerman.com? TonyFerman.com or Tony Furman for State Rep on Facebook. Okay. So if folks are wanting you to come by and, and talk to them, I don't know, Lions Club, whomever, mm-hmm. can they just hit you on your uh, Facebook or, or yeah, on they can. Your or if they want my email, Tony.Furman09 at gmail.com. Okay. So they can take care of that. Mm-hmm. All right. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to be really nice to you because I know how bad the traffic is at this time <laughs> of day. I'm going to let you get out so that you can get home. Thank you. Uh, and uh, and beat the traffic. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and spend time here on this show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll have you back on. You know, let's sure. come on talk. And uh, uh, as I as I told you when you came on, uh, if uh, your challenger wants to come on and and spend some time with me on the show, we'll let her as well. But good luck and. I appreciate that you're running for office down in the in uh, in Benton for District 28, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you. Don't forget, March is when you're going to make the decision for him uh, because there is no Democrat running. So whoever wins the primary uh, in uh, Benton in District 28 will be the winner of that seat. So we'll keep that in mind. Tony, thanks so much. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you. All right. Tony Furman here on the Dave Ellswick show tomorrow. Uh, Matt uh, Smith will be on with us in the first hour. And at three 30, uh, Congressman uh, Hill is going to join us. Typically it's a Wednesday. We talked to him on, but he had some things that he had to take care of uh, that would business in the, in the house. So he'll join us uh, during the, uh, the time that, uh, we had for Friday. We also have uh, um, a gentleman coming on who is a person who uh, can get you in shape lifting weights. We're going to talk with him. And then we're going to have uh, on with us Chris Corbett and uh, Robert Steinbach. They'll join us, see if there's any been any movement going on as far as the, uh, well, the wonderful world of, uh, I'm trying to think here, of the gun, the gun uh, thing that they brought up that I got right here. I got it in my hand. So uh, do that. Uh, let me mention to you about the 42nd annual uh, March of Life, sponsored by the Arkansas Right to Life. It's going to be this Sunday uh, in Little Rock at 2 p.m. Uh, The Observance, a peaceful and prayerful event that attracts thousands of Arkansans from across the state, including churches and and families, to remember the millions of unborn children who have been killed by legal abortion. Uh, The march marks the 47th anniversary of the January 22nd, 1973 Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion in the United States. Uh, remember, they're staging 
at 1.30 between Battery and Wolf Streets on West Capitol Avenue behind the Arkansas State Capitol. Uh, They will step off on the march at 2 o'clock sharp. President Andy Mayberry is going to lead the marchers along uh, with elected officials. I know they said that they were expecting Senators Cotton and Bozeman, Congressman Hill and uh, Westerman both to be there. Uh, other invited dignitaries, the, the governor will be there, the lieutenant governor, uh, the attorney general, other special guests to the steps of the state capitol for a brief uh, program. They're going to have a speaker there who you heard yesterday here on my show. His name is Ryan Bomberger. He's the co-founder of the Radiance Foundation, and he's got just a tremendous story behind him, and I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'm going to be there. I won't be marching. I'll be sitting uh, there in front of the steps uh, to take part in the program. His biological mother was raped, yet she gave him a chance to live and uh, gave him up in the beautiful gift of adoption. He was adopted at six weeks of age. He grew up in a loving, multiracial Christian family of 15. His life defies the myth of the unwanted child as he was adopted, loved, and has flourished. Keep in mind that he is an Emmy Award-winning creative professional who founded the Radius Foundation with his wife, Bethany, is a broadcast media designer, producer, columnist, passionist, factivist. He's a factivist. He believes in facts like I do as well. International public speaker and author of the powerful book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. And uh, Rose Mims will be there as she was on the show the other day, the executive director of the Arkansas Rights, uh, Right to Life, and we owe her Uh, a huge, huge uh, amount of thanks for all she's done in the pro-life movement here in central Arkansas and across the state. Other participants in the program, Reverend Marvin Barnum, pastor of Jubilee Church International in Maumel, Father Josh Dingle, pastor of Our Lady of Good Counsel Catholic Church in Little Rock, and music to be performed by Doug and Stephanie Goodman. So that Again, they'll step off exactly at 2 p.m. Uh, they'll be looking for you to stage at 1.30 uh, between Battery and Wolf Streets. It's supposed to be dry, but it will be cold. Dress warm and uh, come out and show that you believe in the sanctity of life. The 42nd Annual March for Life, sponsored by Arkansas Right to Life. Again, that's this Sunday in Little Rock, at the state capitol, at 2 p.m. I'm going to be there. Hope you'll be there as as well. Kind of hard for me to march. I got I wear this shoe that makes me walk. If for you who remember Gunsmoke, I got to walk like Festus. So it just makes sense that I'm going to get where I need to be and, and just kind of sit down and take it easy. All right, coming up, we've got news for you. Uh, we'll bring you up on what's happening in the world. I'm sure they're going to be looking forward to talking about the impeachment some more today and that the Senate now has got the, the articles and that they're ready to get started on that. So uh, the trial should start Tuesday. I think we're going to be able to 
pull some of that live uh, when uh, my show is on next week. So uh, keep that in mind uh, as well. I won't bore you with it because you can be a snoozer. I'm just telling you, you can get to be a snoozer. But uh, we'll we'll keep you up to date on all of it. Everybody was sworn in today as a, uh, of course, a juror. Uh, and so was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. He'll preside over it. All right. I need to get out of here. Coming up, don't forget J.R. Davis and myself here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.